coming up on the Middle Class BO Podcast. It's taking total ownership of what you're saying and making those words yours with a combination of your brain and your heart and your soul and becoming, you know, the can of chicken soup or becoming whatever specifically you're talking about and having us believe it and having it touch us. If you need it, Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick here in Nashville, Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati, and it's Mystery guest time! Woo woo! Bobby, I'm going to reveal some clues about our mystery guest today. And as I reveal these clues, be thinking about who it could possibly be. Okay? Okay, so I still shouldn't look at Don't the screen. Don't look right? at the screen. Don't look at the screen. So <laughs> I'm going to start revealing these clues one by one. Okay? Mm-hmm. Our mystery guest today, Bobby. Hates vinegar with a passion. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. No. Okay. This mystery guest today speaks horse talk, which is a made-up language that he and his family have mastered, and they can speak it at any time at will, if they want to. Any Anything? No? Nothing. No? Okay. Nothing. Bobby, this mystery guest only wears Tommy Hilfiger shirts. <clears throat> Still no no guess? Still clueless. <laughs> okay, a- another clue for you, Bobby. Uh, this mystery guest sleeps in only satin sheets and while sleeping at night scrunches his toes in the satin sheets for comfort. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, no? All right, all right, here we go. A couple more really quick. Um, this mystery guest worked on the China Beach and Murphy Brown soundtrack. Ooh. Two of my favorite shows. And and Dallas. The da- Who Shot JR? Well, the musical soundtrack for that series, he worked on that too. No? no. You don't? Okay. You're killing me, Smalls. And finally, <laughs> our mystery guest speaks Mandarin Chinese with a degree from UCLA. Bobby? I have no, no? idea who it is. It's Cliff Zelman. Oh, my God. Cliff, thanks so much for being on. And, and of course, uh, Bobby knows... Cliff Zellman, I know Cliff Zellman, but for those that don't know Cliff Zellman, Cliff is an amazing commercial producer. He is an amazing uh, demo producer with amazing demos. So uh, Cliff, thanks for joining us for this really cool uh, middle-class video podcast today. Hey, Cliffy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And Jason is also here. Jason is my editor and producer. Uh, Jason, say hello. Hey, everybody. Nice to meet you, Cliff. Hey, man. Nice to meet you, too. So let's dive into this. We're going to talk about some of the best songs in history that uh, feature great acting performances within the singing. What do you think about that, Bobby? I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, Cliff and I had a conversation a little while ago, and he has given me a list of some great songs. I I gave him some songs, and it kind of made him think of some great songs uh, to come up with. And we want to talk about performance and how it relates to voiceover in these songs. Uh, We've got so many that we could dive into. But I tell you what, Cliff, we're going to go first with one that 
you had mentioned earlier that you would like to discuss. And we're talking about, believe it or not, he plays a character in this song, the Charlie Daniels band, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. One of my favorite songs. Um, you know, when we talk about, or when we think about um, acting in music, it, it, I think of not only the words that they're saying, but the singers themselves, whatever they are, either on stage or, or in real life, as flamboyant or not as they are, when they do this particular song, they become you know, a part much more than just singing. And I think that Charlie Daniels' band, The Devil Came Down to Georgia, it's, it's got the rap feel, it's got the, you know, the, the groove, and, but he really narrates this story. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, narrates it musically, lyrically, uh, with the tempo, and yeah, I, I think it's a great example of, uh, you know, acting Jason, could you cue, cue up a spot to where he's doing kind of the uh, the singing, the speak singing, the narrating, you know, and telling this story and, and play us a few seconds of it if you would. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny I mean, you hear it. He's telling a story oh, right there. That's so great. That is yes. so great. I mean, this song's 30, 40 years old. I don't know how old it is. Yeah, Still exactly. He was my first ever, ever person I met in radio, my first meet and greet, and I didn't think he was real. I thought they were, if somebody was playing a joke on me. <laughs> I met Charlie Daniels in like 97 or 98, somewhere in there, and just the nicest, kindest mm -hmm. man. Just just so nice. Yes, yeah, definitely. He would fit right into a VO conference when he just kind of walked yeah, around. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> just hey, I yelled oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, great performance. Still holds up. and, and, and One of my first yeah. songs that I recognize that, wow, this singer is emoting. He's acting. He's not only telling us the story but you feel it you not only is he a great vocalist but he emotes and he interprets and he brings you right into the story with bohemian rhapsody that is one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorites mm -hmm. um jason uh if you would just take us somewhere in the middle maybe if you can get us to to scaramouche um i don't know if you can get us to that part but it, we'd love to hear a little snippet of that Oh, that is so good. And you hear it. I mean, oh, what do you got to say about that, Cliff? I think he becomes the character. Uh, that he's singing about more than, you know, Freddie Mercury, if that's even possible. Um, yeah, he, you know, he, he always the the eternal showman, and he was the entertainer. You know, he wanted to be an entertainer more than anything else. And uh, it really showed in that We Are the Champions is, is kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jason, why don't you uh, just roll the first few seconds of that, because that is, you know, that starts out compelling. I've paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence oh, You hear the pain, you, do, you know, and you can see oh, the definitely. man on his knees and, 
and saying he was uh, taking responsibility for what he did. Oh, I got chills, yeah. man. <laughs> I never appreciated him until I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, wasn't that a Believe fun movie? Oh yeah, oh, it's an incredible movie. Yeah, incredible. I think it was. You know, I don't, I don't know for a fact how exact and historical, but they all liked each other and they all supported each other. You know, and and that was great. And I, I really, really enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, that's for sure. That is such good more. stuff. Such yeah. good stuff. Bobby, I, I didn't give you a chance to prepare any music because uh, I knew Cliff and I would be able to dominate this enough. And, and plus, <laughs> <laughs> plus, I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of surprise you with, with Cliff. Um, one of my other favorites um, is, Jason, if you would get ready, the Mary Clayton um, mm. in the uh, Gimme Shelter. My goodness. <laughs> you talk about... And and I've got, I found a version where it's just her backup singing, uh, uh, isolated. Oh, pulled. Yeah, yeah. In wow. in that song, and just the interpretation. And a quick, I don't know if you've seen the uh, documentary Twenty Feet from Stardom, but it is fantastic. <laughs> but the story of this goes, you know, they were in London recording the album, and Mary Clayton was over there, and she got a call at like one or two o'clock in the morning, and she's like seven or eight months pregnant, and she says, who's the Rolling Stones or whatever? And then she goes and says, okay, I'll go record. And so like one or two in the morning, whenever it was, they were late night working. And she goes at that time and records these vocals, Jason. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't take it. Goosebumps. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if you nope. guys are the same way, but when I hear a performance like that, I could hear that hundreds of times, which I have in my lifetime. It still sends chills up my spine. And sometimes yeah. it brings a tear to my eye. Seriously. Oh, it should. Yeah. My That's goodness. pretty amazing. Those, those reverb changes. I wonder if those were plate reverbs or if those were actually live reverbs. <laughs> That was a large hall there. It was one or the other back says, in the day. Says Cliff Salmon only. <laughs> or it could have been an EMT gold foil plate, which is just that really rich. But yeah, I mean, imagine one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I, she probably had a little bit of an attitude just walking in. Oh, yeah. Know, that that had helped you calling me at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and that was like a Here's final a microphone, take. microphone, make history. Yeah. That one right there yeah. was like a final take. They were like, you know, mm. can you give us one more and just really belt it out mm. this time? Mm. And she, you know, she may not have, you know, at the time, knew belting it out meant her interpretation increasing that much of the the despair the uh the turmoil of the time but it came through her vocals and you really hear that yeah, the victim she is the victim boy man oh man cliff what did you want to go to next do you want to go to uh the kate bush well yeah um i was thinking kind of maybe taking it a little more fun oh yeah 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 because <laughs> What we are going to talk about soon is Don't Give Up, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. However, that's very deep. But uh, Kevin and I had a conversation earlier today, and we brought up Fire mm. from Arthur Brown, the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Now, <laughs> the opening of that song is incredibly theatric. Um, I don't know if it's if it's 
Philly jazz or, or, or what, what the roots are um, of Arthur Brown. He's certainly easy to find. But the acting and the character at just the top of that record, imagine a living room filled with eight-year-old boys and that coming across KHJ 93 Boss Radio. Every <laughs> kid in the room is just kung fu fighting. We are screaming and yelling and running around. And we visualized it. We became that character. So, you know, we were the actors within that song. And I think that if anybody that doesn't know the song Fire by Arthur Brown, definitely check it out. It's, it's yes, it is a novelty record, but I think it must be included on this list. What do you think? Yeah, Jim? yeah. Let's roll a few seconds here. Be prepared. <laughs> I am the god of hell, Fire, and I bring you Fire. <laughs> that is, imagine eight, seven or eight eight-year-olds just exploding when that came out. And of course, our parents are, hmm, did he say hellfire? What, what is this? Oh I, it was all gosh. tongue-in-cheek, and it was all a lot of fun. But just that opening, oh my goodness. I was curious, did Bobby, Bobby, did you know that song? Did you recall that? I've heard of that song. I could not have told you who the artist oh. was, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. The crazy world of Arthur Brown. And, and you could ask Jason. I actually turned Jason onto that song, like, what, Jason, like a, a year or so ago? Yeah, probably about that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't know why. I, uh, Jason edits for me, and uh, he so he hears all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I'll walk into the booth getting ready to read something, and all of a sudden, the crazy world of Arthur Brown's in my head. And so I'd start going, fire! Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then Jason's like, what is that, man? I'm like, oh, you don't know the crazy world of Arthur Brown? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know a lot of stuff, but that one's that was not one of. Them. I, I don't know how much further he went. You know, that's uh, all. I maybe know. we could. Anybody <laughs> watching the the or listening to the podcast, hit pause, go check uh, Google, check it out, and then come right back in. Yeah, you'll you'll know a little bit more. But exactly. But yeah, how much fun? Um, uh, how about uh, we go time. from that to a teen angst song before we get to the, the the sad stuff? How about we listen to Alice Cooper and the character that he is performing, Cliff? dive into this one a little bit. Alice Cooper was theatrical. Everything was on stage. Uh, the records that we thought, it's funny you listen to them now, and they're pretty pretty weak, uh, we thought was so powerful because of what we saw him do, we, what we heard him do, what we remembered him doing on stage. Uh, first concert I ever went to was Alice Cooper at the Hollywood Bowl for the School's Out tour. And... Um, a lot of first for me for that concert. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 stop. <laughs> when, when Alice Cooper was talking about the pain and the torture, so to speak, of being 18 years old, the confusion, you really heard it, uh, felt it, you saw it, and you said, he is my voice, he is speaking for me. I know it's kind of twisted to say that Alice Cooper is speaking for me, but man, when you're 14, 15 years old, uh, unbelievable. And as far as acting, he's gone on to do some goofy roles here and there, but you know, it's the ownership of that, of the lyrics of what he's saying, and to be able to visualize it and feel it. Uh, I think this song's a really good example. Yeah, what about some of that hook, Jason? Uh, see if you can uh, get us to the hook there and, and play us some of the hook. Don't always know what I'm talking about Feels like I'm living in the middle of doubt Cause I'm 18, I get confused 
You automatically want to raise your fist. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I got goosebumps. A goofy song, you know, Alice Cooper. But still, oof. You know, powerful. And and Cliff, you could probably add to this my comment I'm about to make, but I have found over the years, and it's taken me being a voice actor, I think, to recognize performances or recognize Mm -hmm. within songs Mm -hmm. why I like it or why it's so popular. And it it is the performance of the song uh, because you hear... So many singers, and you go, wow, they have a great voice. Well, do they, or is it the performance? I'll give you Willie Mm -hmm. Nelson as an example, and I'll give you (laughs) Tom Petty as an example. Now, Tom, Mm -hmm. you know, he could sing his ass off, of course, so much better than me, but I never thought he had just like the classic belted out rock song, but he had the interpretation, he had the emotion, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. felt everything he said, uh... Jason, if 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 I if I'm not troubling you too much, could you pull up just a little snippet of "You Got Lucky"? Just some of the hook, and you could hear he's like really bitter, like in, in this breakup um, with this partner, and he's like, "I'm done. You got lucky when I found you." There it is. You hear it. You hear him like, he's he's pissed. Attitude. Yeah, attitude. Yeah. Cliff, add to that, if you would, about song performance. And, you know, it's not necessarily the vocals that we're hearing, uh, like the good singer. Like, we're not saying it's a good singer because of their voice, but it's their performance. Mm-hmm. You know, Leonard Cohen, prime oh, example of yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, even what oh, we just heard uh, before Tom Petty, Alice Cooper, yeah. being a great singer. Um, it, it's it's the performance. Um, it's the ownership, and it's really it, it's the same thing with with voiceover. You know, it's it's taking total ownership of what you're saying and making those words yours with a combination of your brain and your heart and your soul, and becoming, you know. The can of chicken soup or becoming whatever specifically you're talking about and having us believe it and having it touch us. Yeah. And how do we do that? That's a million dollar question. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the X factor. That's that's the artist in those that can do that. Um, but we believe it, you know, and it's not simply going through the motions. There's a, a great VO term, mailing it in. You know, we yeah. think of that read, ah, it was okay, it sounded like you mailed it in. Yeah. None of these performances that we're hearing, and yeah, you know, come on, guys, we're picking some of the best songs that were ever, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. ever, ever produced. But and and there's thousands more. But what makes them special is that when we hear it, we become, you know, the actor, the character that they're portray- that they're portraying. We see it. We can see them when Ian Anderson is hunched over as Aqualung. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Peter Gabriel's dressed up as the as the flower, or you know anything in Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, where it's uh, he becomes the character. 
How that relates to voiceover, I think it's that seamless kind of delivery, you know, where there's nothing in between the character, the pure emotion, and the microphone. And that ain't easy to do. Yeah, that's why we keep working at it. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, when um, when Lady Gaga, when mm. she performs, she really, really emotes. And mm. I was not surprised that she became a good on-screen actress because she had it. She she knows how to act, yeah. and, and she definitely shows it in both both um, her her voice and on screen, too. Prime example, Madonna, too. I yeah. saw Lady Gaga did a performance on the Howard Stern show. And he was kind of hemming and hawing, or, or kind of, you know, not really taking her too seriously. She got on the piano. She played um, The Edge, oh, On yeah. The Edge. Mm-hmm. Just killed it. And the whole, and right afterwards, he was speechless. He was like, you know, oh, whoa, that was good. That was, wait a minute, that was really, no, no, no. That was really, really good. And he was surprised. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so going from, sitting behind the piano to be in, in front of the camera. Here's something kind of controversial. Um, do you believe that a really good singer can become an actor easier than an actor can become a really good singer? I think they can 100% hmm. Cliff. I mean, you, you know my opinion yeah. on that, but I, I, I think it's, yeah, the, the former as opposed to the latter. You know, a singer can become a better, a good actor before a actor can become a good singer. Easier. Yeah, easier. Easier, yeah. I agree. I'm just saying walk into it. You know, uh, certainly training is training and talent is talent. Yeah. And both are incredible. And to put a, a you know, Al Pacino or... or uh, ooh, we get to edit that out. <laughs> who, who let him out? Whose dog is that? Is that yours? That's my puppy. You want to see her? She's absolutely... She is stunning. Hold on here. Because my dog is whining at the door, too, and at first I thought it was my dog. (laughs) There's my poochie. Hey. She's a Jack Russell. Come on. Face the camera. Uh, No, uh, uh, short-haired border collie. Oh. Okay. Super intelligent, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Frightening. Yeah. Yeah. She was a four-month shelter dog. Oh, that's great. um, Oh, it is crazy. She came to us 100% fully factory loaded. (laughs) <laughs> she perfect in every way housebroken trained command sweet perfect trustworthy amazing that's fantastic yeah at 40 bucks oh <laughs> that's perfect and you adopt <laughs> the best nice. 40 bucks yeah. i ever spent that's great well <laughs> bobby has a session coming up and so um we want to make sure and get her out on time so she's got a couple of minutes to prepare but mm-hmm. cliff I, I know there was like one or two more songs that we definitely wanted to highlight and one was a gal uh, that was in, inspired Lady Gaga, another New York gal, Cindy Lauper, time after time. Oh, Cliff, be still. Yeah. Please, y- you heart. know the song inside and out. Tell us one about of, the performance. It is pure emotion. Um, you believe that this person, uh, no matter what, uh, is there you can feel that and and at the same time she knows she can't always be there and she knows that even if she says she's gonna be there something's still gonna happen um there's a sense of unsure uncertainty through the entire song um she's trying to build support but i think deep in her heart it's a lost cause um and what a great actor 
to be mm-hmm. able to go on stage or sit behind a piano, write a song like that, and then go on Letterman or or Leno and just be an absolutely off-the-chart character. So there's that melding of this way over-the-top uh, on-screen presence joining with this song that's probably, God, it's got to be one of the 10 best songs ever written, in my opinion. Let's hear a clip of it, Jason. She starts off nice and soft and innocent sounding. And and you can hear a little fragility too. Yeah. Oh, it's very fragile. This is gonna catch me? Good luck. <laughs> you gonna get a little verklempt? <laughs> I'm two hundred I'm two hundred and twelve pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um there, there's parts in that song that, you know, you guys can drop in. Um, that you know, I will be waiting, you know that yeah. great, great uh, magical hook. Cliff, uh, yes. let's do one more, maybe. One more. Yeah. Let's Gosh. do one more. And I'm, gonna and just, I'm just going to throw a couple names out there, and then we'll do one more. Bruce Springsteen, The River. Unbelievable. We go down to the river, and into the river we die. Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, Um, Don't Give Up, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. Maybe like the last part of the second verse into the second chorus uh, would be something to spotlight on Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. Moved on to another town Tried hard to settle down For every job So many men So many Go a little bit deeper in the Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel. Because I know Peter Gabriel is like, is he your favorite? He's one of your favorites, I know. But is he your favorite? Certainly one of my greatest influences. And not that, you know, I benefited from that at all because there's no way I could even come close to that. But um, yeah, just writing, acting, singing, lyrics, arrangement, 70s British prog, uh, (laughs) consistently the best, in my opinion. Uh, but the but don't give up with Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel starts off as a guy who uh, is in comes from a small town and gets shunned. Does something, leaves, uh, has to completely reinvent himself. And then there's this voice behind him, which is either his wife, his lover, uh, his childhood friend, or maybe even himself, 
con- telling them constantly, don't give up, don't give up, we, you have us. Um, and it's acting unbelievable. Kate Bush is, wow. Give it a listen. Really quick, uh, Jason, uh, real quick, Jason, unmute, because um, Jason, uh, Bobby, you know, and I, I was telling Cliff a little while ago, but Jason's a, uh, a rock singer. Uh, Jason and Cliff, you guys could talk for hours about guitars and recording music and all this stuff. But Jason is my editor, and he produces for me as well. And so he's, for the last three years, I think, but Jason is deeply entrenched in the voiceover world now, but nobody knows it but me, really. Um, but Jason, uh, from your perspective, he was he was saying, you know, some other songs that would be good for this. Jason, run off a few of your favorite songs where the vocal performances really inspired you. I think for me, the, a band called the Arctic Monkeys, they've mm. been around for yeah, a while. And mm-hmm. he, his style of singing, like a lot of British singers, you don't know they're British until they talk because when they sing, you, you can't tell. It's, right. you know, but with him, he unabashedly wears that, you know, British accent and it's and his lyrics are just his delivery is is everything you guys were talking about he envisioned or he is a character and i've seen him live three times and i mean he just puts on a great show and just you know super kind of suave and you know confident plays these different characters What about a Zeppelin song for you? I mean, Stairway to Heaven, obviously, the, the acting in that is just amazing. It's one of the best of all time. But yeah, when what Levy breaks. Oh, yeah. Just got a super, you know, you can just, just kind of dingy like vibe, and it's yeah, that one's a great one too. And just he does a bunch of ad lib stuff in it, and obviously, you know, they do a, they did a lot of like covers, but a lot of people get upset at Zeppelin for that. But I don't have a problem if they do a cover and they make it way better than the original, then <laughs> that's a win. So yeah, excellent. Well, thanks for uh, your input, Jason. And, and Cliff, thanks so much for coming. I think we're going to have to do this one again because mm. we could cover so many more songs. So many other songs. And, yeah. Yeah, and now that I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you like, can bring your own to the table. This, right, is, this right. is a great topic that, that can kind of grow, you know. And when you brought it to me, Kevin, I'm, I even have things that I'm thinking of now just during this uh, podcast here uh, that we'd like to add. And... So maybe we can talk about how they meld, and I don't know. I, I'm maybe we'll do a part two. That. Yeah, yeah, um, because there's a lot can come out of this, and I think that we covered a lot. But the important thing to remember is the performance. You know, pay more attention, voice actors. We need to pay attention to the music we're listening to because the music is being heard for a reason, and that means it's really good. And that means because the performance is really good, it made a connection, and that's what voiceover is all about: connecting with the copy and making the listener believe what you're saying. Oh, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
<laughs> Cliff, that, thanks thank so you, much, Kevin. man. That was it. I was trying to find those words, man. That was a, in a <laughs> seamless sentence. I've well crystallized done. your thoughts exactly. You did indeed. <laughs> you just wanted to pick up Excellent. a guitar and start riffing, didn't you, Cliff? <laughs> uh, well, I, I could do, 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 do. Let me tell you about voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby, Excellent. go do your session. Cliff, thanks so much, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks for your thanks, time, Cliff. buddy. I really Bobby, appreciate great it. to see you and hang out with you guys anytime. Well, good. Enjoy we'll, the day. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan a uh, part two of this down the road so we can continue this conversation. Take care, everybody. Take All care, right. guys. Thanks, Jason. Be well, guys. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.